Recorded at the Hen House Rehearsal Studios. It's the Mission Control Podcast. We're here with Sean Hendry. What's up, brother? How you doing? Daryl? Hey. What's going on? How's your morning? Not too bad. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say morning. I kind of got up at like 10. <laughs> so, um, but it was fine. A little bit crispy from last night, but not too bad. Not yeah, too bad. Yeah, yeah, I've had worse. I've had way worse. <laughs> I've, I've done my shopping. I'm ready for the wedding today. Oh, you've got a wedding? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not getting married, but it's got a wedding. <laughs> Congratulations, man. <laughs> How about your morning, Sean? What did yeah, you get to this morning? good. Oh, what did I? I had a lovely sleep in this morning. I think I had a big night like Lucky Boys last night. <laughs> what was on last but, night? Uh, uh, just, uh, I was actually hanging out with my girlfriend's new workmates last night. Uh, she actually works for Waypole now. She was hanging out with some of her like detective friends. It's such a um, different thing um, hanging out with police and like detectives and just such a different thing from what you have in your mind uh you know growing up from yeah. what a police person mm. or a detective is like it's normal people like you and yeah, yeah. so strange <laughs> yeah yeah like, i think you forget that yeah behind the badge and all that they're, they're just like regular people yeah yeah <laughs> actually walking down the street from uh, the bird last night walking back to my car i sort of you get that thing where you've got people random people walking down the street and you think is that guy a cop like, could that guy be a cop? Or is that an undercover police officer? Yeah. And you sort of think, well, maybe an undercover police officer will stand out. Like, you know there's yeah, an undercover yeah, police officer. Yeah. Half the time you don't. Yeah, or anyone. The, hmm. the, the dude sitting on the horse is a dead giveaway. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the hive is. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty, pretty obvious. But I think in Melbourne they have these undercover cars now that can be pretty much any car yeah I think they so. do that in WA now as well like cops can just use their everyday car like a four wheel drive or something yeah, yeah. So it's just like this XL is like tailgate and you with their lights on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> police oh shit <laughs> no like I've seen um, like a not like a land cruiser like, like a land cruiser I think it was like a land rover or something like that and then I was sort of um, Subaru WRX Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah just like those. random things going around, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's scary. I used to get pulled over um, a lot with my old car because it was a Nissan, Nissan Silvia, man. Oh uh, yeah, that's <laughs> the yeah. worst car. Yeah, Japanese the big, import big car. Fat, yeah. fat exhaust. Like, yeah, yeah, big exhaust. <laughs> it was second hand, so the guy before me installed like all the loud stuff. I don't know anything about cars, but he put like a big exhaust and all that, like a Milo tin yeah. for an exhaust, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it would just be. The engine wasn't even particularly that good, but it would just be loud. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Like yep. it, it, or the the only appeal was like the loud muffler. But um, I used to get pulled over so often. Yeah, man. Um, so the, the the cops are at the end of the road, like meerkats. Like they hear this engine, like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> He's coming! He's coming! Yeah. Prick up! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm well, in the same boat. So yeah, I, man. I had a 1988 VN Commodore, like a brown one, <laughs> when I was at when I was at uni, and um, literally, if I was out on a Friday or Saturday night, the police would follow me home just to make sure that I wasn't. <laughs> Doing donuts on the bloody school oil or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's funny you can like pretty much like profile people based on cars. Yeah. Even though it's probably unfair because I'm not a hoon yet. I look like one <laughs> sitting in my <laughs> Sylvia. But yeah. um, yeah, Commodore drivers get the bad rap definitely all the like, time. Yeah, racial profiling is a thing. Vehicular <laughs> profiling is a thing. Too. Well, there's I know thing. my rights. <laughs> there was actually there's an ad going on the radio. Um, 
about something like if you notice that someone's car's like a mess or they got rubbish and stuff that inside their car, you know, there's yeah. sort of person that's going to be reckless on the road. It's like, are you kidding me? You said my car, like you open up the door and rubbish will fall out of it. <laughs> yet still, I'm I'm a decent. I think I'm a decent driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My bags of meth are falling out that door. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that's, that's a trailer at the back. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite pastime is um getting really blazed and watching cops. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel sorry for, like, half the people, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's a mixture of, like, haha, they're pretty dumb. Yeah. And at the same time, I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Because they're kind of, like, uh, it's a socioeconomic thing, man. It's, it, like... It is. It really is. A yeah. lot of it, they're just, like, I just, just got out of jail, yeah. and I stole this food because uh, I've got two kids, and I'm yeah. unemployed, and, yeah. like... Some people in some pretty tough situations. Yeah, for um, sure, man. But and they always end up running for some reason. <laughs> yeah. They always try and get away, and that just like doubles the charge. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, now you've got resisting arrest, and now you've got evading a police officer, and you've got this and that. And if you're scared, you're gonna run. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we so. but we got the Australian version. Just waiting for a mate. <laughs> you, yeah. you remember that? Yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah. the cops pull up that drunk dude, he's just sitting in his car. Mm. It's like the, the car's all like beaten up, and he's like up on the side of the curb. Yeah. What are you doing, mate? Oh, just, just waiting for a mate. So chill. <laughs> <laughs> Your car's all smashed up. And he's like, no, it's not. <laughs> so Aussie, hey. <laughs> so funny. Oh, so damn Aussie. It's funny, like. What, what what must have been going through his head like when you're that pissed that you think I think I'm going to get away with this <laughs> I think I can actually get away with this yeah, yeah. <laughs> the of reality is just been mm. skewed at that point <laughs> Do you, yeah. are you like more ripped now what the fuck no you're well, busting out of that funny, t-shirt funny thing is th- this morning was the first time I went to the gym in about a month okay so I feel totally out of shape right now and I'm kind of embarrassed I kind of want to like wear some long sleeves or something <laughs> like that's why I wear long sleeves just kind of like hide my little uh, chicken arms <laughs> but uh, yeah. do you, do you, are you like a regular workout yeah, sort of yeah. guy I have to man because like I don't know you, like I, I work full time right and you know I'm in like two bands so I play mm. in um, Sparrow and I play in Make Way for Man so I'm pretty much on the go like Monday to Friday I'm at work 9 to 5 and then I go straight to the studio or I'm at rehearsal and on the weekend we play shows so I pretty much am just constantly doing stuff and if I don't exercise my head's just not right, eh? Like, it's the only thing that kind of uh, de-stresses and, and balances me out. So, yeah. And if I don't if I don't exercise or do, like, move, like, constantly, then I just... Mm. <laughs> it just all goes downhill, so the stress gets on top of me, so... Yeah, yeah. It's just a way for me to kind of balance myself out, and, yeah. Yeah. It keeps me sane, man. <laughs> do you find, like, you have more mental clarity after a, a yeah, workout? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. It's like, um... I don't know, just for some reason, I don't know if you for the same for you guys, but you know, you get stressed out, stuff's getting on top of you, and your thoughts get real negative mm, um, yeah. if you're just on the go all the time. So, yeah, I find that just working out, making sure you hit the gym, <laughs> go for yeah, a please. run, get the skip and rope out. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it makes, yeah me, it makes me normal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Eat, eat yeah. right as well. Yeah, you, try to. You got like a, a go to type thing, or you just like throw uh, it all in and burn just, it all off later? Uh, yeah, <laughs> do, do have my moments. Ice cream, man. It's, I'm a sucker for ice cream, mate. Like, I just, if, I, if I'm like sitting at home, 
after a jam or in the studio or whatever that's like my little ritual sit on the couch <laughs> tub of ice cream tub of ice cream no. pretty much actually that's, that's all a lie the only reason I work out is so I can eat as much ice cream yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so you feel like less guilty when you yeah. eat ice cream yeah, yeah. no bowl or anything what a baller yeah, straight it. out of the tub it was actually <laughs> funny last last night walking past um, Ben and Jerry's the ice cream place oh yeah, yeah. and it had the exact same exact same thing as the Ben and Jerry's that I was at in Sydney. There's always the group of sort of people standing right sort of in the doorway with just with their tubs of ice cream. Yeah, right. Like they bought their ice cream, but they don't want to leave the premise. They don't want to stand inside. They stand right in the doorway, like right on the step. And yeah, in Perth last night, it happens in, um, I saw it in Sydney. Yeah. And I think I saw one in Melbourne, but the same... Same thing seems to happen at Ben and Jerry's. Just get their ice cream, ice cream. Doorway ice cream, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate queues, man. Queues has put me off. I hate waiting for food. But I've done it a hundred times. But yep. every time I'm like, all right, next time I'm never queuing for food. And then next week I'm queuing for food. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about queues, do you reckon there's a queue etiquette when it comes to going to a bar? Like, well, so it should be. So you you line up by you got like four people at the bar, and then sort of people seem to form lines between behind those people. But if a line, if you're say like a person goes, but you're there ready next, can you sort of like edge in to where that space is gone, or do you have to like let that line go and you know? Oh. If that line gets served faster, depends if the dude's bigger than you or not. Really, <laughs> that's a big factor. Because I, I was guilty of it last night because I was waiting at the bar. At the cut bed. in? No, I, yeah, yeah. No, but no, I'd been waiting in like one of the lines for like way too long, and people mm. had just gone. And then fuck it, like someone there was a space. I said fuck it, and I ducked in front. There's I think girl. that's all right. There was this girl there. She had only been there like less than I had, so I, I had right away. I was there first. Like, like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. A, a system kind of develops anyway at the bar. People kind of know. Mm. But I've had some night. You ever had those nights where? the guy is just not serving you for some reason yeah and you're just trying to give him like hardcore eye contact just like dude lock eyes with me lock eyes <laughs> but then the more you do that the more it perpetuates him not wanting to serve you because yeah. like this dude's kind of you, looking you start, at you you start doing the subtle like show the, the note like I've got the money you just like subtly like yeah look here I've got money <laughs> it's a hundred it's a hundred you might get a tip out of this <laughs> or the whole uh, the card tap where you just tap your card on the, yep, on the table yep. and you just <laughs> and hope that they see it no one can see that yeah. but yeah, yeah when you tap your, your card on the yeah. on the desk but yeah I've had some I think it's because I'm really short but I don't know like, I have a pretty like big head though so it's like I don't know I don't, sometimes it, like the guy would literally like serve the guy next to me when I'd clearly been there for like 15 minutes oh. yeah I get you, you get that? Well. yeah I get that it's yeah. weird hey it's like a, a blind spot for bartenders like an actual, <laughs> an actual blind spot. Yeah, because yeah. you don't you don't want to es- want it to escalate to the to the like point where you have to click your fingers at them. Really, yeah. <laughs> oi, barkeep, <laughs> get us a drink, mate. <laughs> oh, that's sick, man. But it's interesting you say the the whole working out thing. But um, I mean, I'm I'm trying to do it, but I, I yeah. do notice a, a very distinct mental like difference more yeah. more than the physical yeah like the physical yeah. takes a while to, to burn off or to get muscles or whatever yeah, but for sure. I'm almost not even doing it for those aspects it's mm-hmm. purely like just to be in your yeah on your A game yeah to kind be of in thing. the zone yeah, yeah yeah it's funny because I have I had this conversation like with a lot of people um, like pretty regularly actually weirdly enough but like 
I think once you kind of switch on to the fact that your body is actually your brain and your brain is your body, it's like all the exact same thing, really. You know, mm. there's not like a mm. really clear separation between your brain and your body. It's all one thing. And like, you know, if, you, if you're moving your body and you're using your body, it's like a negative feedback loop between your, you know, brain and your body. So it's, you mm. feel, feel good. Mm. It's like constantly keeping the charges in the brain rolling yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're designed to move. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, mm. we're designed to walk, we're designed to run designed to do hunt shit. yeah build hunt, yeah 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 so now we hunt chicks on tinder and build websites yep <laughs> instead of houses and, and wait in queues for food yeah exactly <laughs> swipe left swipe right swipe left swipe left <laughs> but are you into like it i heard that you're an mma guy as well right you train yeah i know oh, i don't train no no, no. I, man i would if i had time but yeah <laughs> no, i don't but I, I follow her yeah i heard you you follow follow as well uh not really a, a little bit i'm, I'm yeah. fascinated by it but i don't yeah. know a lot of the i'm not up to date with like the fights and all the uh, yeah, 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 all that yeah, stuff. But um, yeah. I know like the big names, obviously, like yeah. Rousey and McGregor and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been following it since I was probably was like fifteen. Hey, that's yeah. sad. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, because um, I, I grew up in this small country town up in Wickham. Um, uh, it's like in the Pilbara, right? And we had like one video store and like one kind of little CD store, one of everything really. And it was like probably like each of those stores is maybe the size of this room. Uh, so it's about, I don't know, three meters by seven meters for those people. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so we had to, if we wanted anything cool, we had to travel to the next town, right? And they used to, at the tracks, CD store in Karatha, which was about 45 minutes away. Tracks. Yeah, Holy that, shit, that's yeah, old. That's old. <laughs> and um, they had a little section there with these um, UFC VHS tapes. So, like, we'd wait, me and my next door neighbor were, like, obsessed with it. So, we'd wait months and months to, like, for these new um, volumes to come out and we'd buy them. And back then, they didn't have, like, uh, weight classes. So, you'd get this, like, massive sumo dude like fighting this like really small like karate or jujitsu guy and <laughs> it would usually always end really badly with the small guy getting like totally hammered yeah but then like um like the jujitsu kind of grew and there was like then all, all of a sudden these small guys just absolutely dominating choking the shit out yeah, of huge dudes guys. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was yeah it was it was super bar- barbaric back in the day but yeah. with the weight classes and stuff coming in like it's turn it into more of a yeah uh, an inverted commas sport <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh, Dana White was there from the start right pretty much I think it was after it was like UFC 50 or 40 or something like that yeah so yeah the owners point it was, it was going bust um, and then, then it blew up yeah it's Com- now it's fucking yeah. huge massive, now massive now hey and they just got new owners as well they sold it for like 4.2 billion dollars <sighs> to new owners um, Jesus yeah, I've got my own opinions about that because I feel like it's turned into less, less of a sport now. It's a bit more of a WWE style kind of kind of thing. Marketing you know? and merchandising behind it. Yeah, and the yeah. ranking system. So it had, they used to have like a ranking system in like um, in each different weight class. So you know there'd be contenders for the belt, and you sit in like a certain ranking depending on like who you've beaten. But now it's like they're just trying to make the money fights. So, you know, people are fighting out of their weight class and there's like these super fights that don't really make any sense. So it's a bit it's a bit whack at the moment, but mm. you know, we'll see how it goes. They're making a lot of money though, so I don't <laughs> think it's going to change. Well, they, they're trying to do more of a, these like spectacle fights. Yeah, Like exactly. making a big hype about yeah. the, the fight and the, the characters behind it. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to like just 
you know, good technique and good fights yeah. and stuff. It's yeah. becoming more of yeah. that big. I think that's an inevitable though when things go mainstream, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of casual fans and stuff now, so it's yeah changed yeah. changed a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that would have like initially opposed the idea. Or said it was too violent. Yeah. They're now going, oh, did you watch the Rousey fight? Like, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Were you just like really not into that? Yeah, exactly. Like, especially <laughs> like, it's become like a normalized thing for to see women in MMA. How weird was I? Do you remember seeing your first like women's MMA or kickboxing fight? I was just like, whoa, man. Yeah. On the <laughs> ESPN, yeah. Happening. I, used to, I used to have ESPN on Foxtel and watch like a lot of yeah. like the kickboxing stuff. But yeah. um, Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, but yeah. it's crazy how people pay that amount of money and then, like, the fight can be over in, like, 15 seconds. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Not, give my money back. <laughs> it's like, ding, 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 and then, like, 10 seconds later, That's why I'm, I'm convinced yeah. they have to, you know, uh, call call on them to dance around for, like, a couple of rounds before actually knocking them out just get, so people can get their money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that happens in boxing. Like, there's been yeah, a couple right. of yeah. fixed fights in boxing. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe more than a couple, I should say. Quite a lot, maybe. Even yeah. basketball, like, they rig the games sometimes. Yeah, it's weird because, it, like, it really takes away from the, the legitimacy of the sport as well. And, you know, that's I think that's what the problem is with boxing and that's why there's kind of been a real downturn in boxing and, and MMA is kind of, like, had this massive trajectory now and then gotten massive because you know you, you go watch a boxing match and there's like two dudes kind of dancing around you know, not really getting hit yeah. um, no one's getting KO'd these days there's not really anyone like Mike Tyson or like you know those kind of characters yeah. anymore that are just absolutely brutal but Manny Pacquiao man yeah yeah, he's crazy you know, lightning fast though yeah. Yeah. yeah he's such a little dude as well yeah yeah you know, isn't he like a um, like a politician as well in the Philippines? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Machine, eh? <laughs> yeah, totally. I've seen some of his knockouts and it's like... Yeah. Whew, I cringe when I see people get knocked out. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's oh, kind like, of like... Yeah. Whew, gives yeah. me those goosebumps because like... Um, it's almost like you feel the knockout even yeah. though it's not happening to yeah. you like yeah. oh have you have you seen like um compound fractures in MMA oh, yeah. the, the leg just snaps yeah, yeah. where legs just oh. snap yeah that, that uh, yeah. the silver one was, it, was he fought I think so was, he fought yes. Chris Weidman the second and time and then he stood on his broken <laughs> thing oh, and man. then fell over goosebumps thinking about that <laughs> now <laughs> it looked like a terrible like a chicken wing like you know when you break open a chicken wing and you eat like <laughs> oh my goodness that was a nice description <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't it the um, what's the the upper thigh bone? The, the femur. Femur is the front one, is it? Nah, femur is the upper femur's thigh one. Is it yeah. the femur that's like the bone as hard as concrete? Yeah, that's like the hardest bone in the body. Yeah, it's the hardest one to break. I think yeah. the femur. Yeah, yeah. That's well, it's in a spot that would be really hard to compound fracture, like on the thigh, because there's like less weight distribution up, up higher. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. but things like ankles and shins can break pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever had a shin splint? Yeah, running like what, like that feeling, that shin splint thing when you're running and it's like, yeah, yeah, or like yeah. when you uh, drop down from a high level and you yeah, just right. feel your shin mm-hmm. like splint. Um, you can actually get these like micro like um, fractures in, yeah, in your right. shin quite easily. I actually remember when we were kids, uh, we were going to Cottesloe Beach for swimming lessons. Yeah. So we got off the bus. We were everyone you know running down towards the beach. There's like one of those little concrete walls. You jump down. Yeah. And I came along and I jumped off that. But what happened is when I hit the ground, um, I didn't like bend my knees or anything. 
and my whole body just jarred up, like the back just jarred oh, to the point that I was like frozen, like I could not move. Like Damn. physically couldn't, and I was freaking out. And I started like yelling, like "Help, help!" Yeah, right. So like, the whole jar, and I just, and then after a while, I was just like slowly, sort of started to get moving. And people were, like looking at me, like, "What the? What's wrong with him?" It's like a <laughs> but, body knockout. Yeah, oh, my just God. like you know, landed the whole body just completely straight and just jarred up everything. It was just oh, worst oh, feeling scary. ever. Yeah. Oh man, oh, that's gross. That's probably why I got back problems now. But uh. compressed, probably not. I think backs are really easy to injure. Mm. And they're really hard to maintain after you get an injury, I think. Or, or I think all all injuries are kind of like that, yeah. where they kind of pop up again seasonally, yeah. like yeah, even though you've healed. Cut, when the winter's there, yeah, <laughs> you feel it. Oh, that's an old injury. Hey, that's when you know you're getting old when you've got lots of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that again. It's that time of year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you ever been punched before? Yeah, I've had my tooth broken. I got in a fight when I was like... 15, I think it was, after a party up in Wickham. Lord <laughs> it was a bit tricky being like one of three Asians up there because you're, you're the target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, we've got to stick together, dude. Yeah, we've got to stick <laughs> together, man. We've got to get our crew together, hey. Yeah. Just our safety and numbers, man. Yeah. Just re- reinforce the stereotype yeah. by, by forming a gang. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Carry our swords around. <laughs> some, nun- some nunchucks. Oh, my God. Oh. We, we, we can be like the really bogan Asian gang. Yeah, that's That'll it. That'll be funny. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we can call ourselves the Flano Asians. Yeah. <laughs> what, cat? What? <laughs> They'll be like, what the hell? I've never yeah. seen this shit yeah. before. <laughs> Most Aussie Asians ever. <laughs> so what, yeah. the, there was a fight after a party, you were saying? Yeah, yeah. And I ended up getting my tooth broken. It wasn't a very nice feeling at all. Eh? Hmm. And I, I remember riding home that night and um, breathing. <laughs> and you could feel this cold air on your tooth. And I had to go like dentist in the morning and bloody have it all Fixed capped. up and yeah. capped and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but fighting's not fun. <laughs> it's not, man. It's ooh, I hate the yeah. feeling when you yeah. see one in front yeah. of you as well. Yeah. And isn't it weird? Like, it tends to gravitate towards you. Yeah. <laughs> you ever notice that? Yeah. Like, when, when you're a bystander for a fight and you're like, oh, step back, and it seems to, like, come towards <laughs> yeah. you all the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's a gross feeling, man. Um, those, part, those teenage parties, I used to yeah. go to a lot of those, like, yeah. high school parties. Yeah. And there'd be a lot of, like... Uh, Rival, not rival, but neighbouring crews of people coming, yeah. coming in, and then you kind of have that tribal like, oh, who are these cunts? Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. like shit just starts for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always, hey. I know. Yeah. What was that over? Was it like over anything specific? Oh, I or? actually can't even remember. Hey, I think it might have had something to do with a girl. Maybe I'd try and push that part of my <laughs> life. <laughs> I had, yeah, we had. It was like me and two other guys in my year and there was like actually there was one other, other guy another Asian guy uh, mm-hmm. Filipino in the year above me but we used to have all kinds of problems when we were in high school up there because a lot of bogans um, and pretty pretty small minded so we used to get into scuffs all the time at school amount of times we had like lunchtime detention and Saturday detention because you know you're sticking up for your mates getting picked on and yeah. things like that <laughs> getting into fights yeah was, I remember one time there was it was like one of those super triumphant moments like in like the like a Hollywood movie. We were actually we were on the Oval. Uh, I think I was like in year eleven, and um, there was two guys kicking my mate. Like we were playing soccer, and it was like at lunchtime or something, and they were kicking my mate when he was on the ground. 
And I remember I was just like, nah, man, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't cool. You just like two of you onto one. So I remember I was sitting on the sidelines and I just ran and I spear tackled one of them <laughs> and I must have winded him so bad because he just like hit the crumpled on the ground and he just, we didn't get up and then he was just like, <gasps> couldn't, couldn't breathe. <laughs> and he was like, he was like the bully, like the bully dude of the class and he was crying and I was just like, yeah, that was that's oh, the, that was like the, that's for the little guy, man. <laughs> yeah. Spear tackle, man. Yeah. You were the, the edge <laughs> with the spear. Yeah, um, those yeah those um, NHL guys get spear tackled like that all the time. Yeah, how the fuck do they take that shit? Yeah, it's they had padding as well. But yeah, it's crazy. That's yeah. funny, wasn't it? Um, you know, we're talking about MMA getting knocked mm. out and then, like, the concussions that those NFL players mm. experience as well. Hey, like, um, you know, all the, all the it's kind of blown wide open now with the um, NHL and the NFL um, about all these, all the sports stars having, like, brain damage. The brain basically. Injuries, yeah. uh, you know, the brain's just, like, slowly coming apart from getting all these um, mm. concussions. Um, with MMA being such a young sport and, like, you know, 10 years down the track, what are we going to see? These dudes mm. are getting knocked out. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, the same time. thing that happened to Dave Mirror, the BMX rider. Yeah, right. From all the, all the knocks that he had taken, he started having those like real brain problems and ended up committing suicide. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah mm. it's, cra- it's crazy, hey? It's yeah. Like, it's compounds. Like, you know, you might be okay getting knocked out once, twice, but if it's yeah. happening all the time, like... Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a weird thing, like... Apparently, once you break that seal of getting knocked out once, mm. it becomes easier to get knocked out a second time. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like that, like once you, yeah, pretty much um, lose your virginity to like getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, for some reason, it becomes easier in the future to get knocked out. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, bizarre. Um, it's but scary. I know, man. But h- how do people get knocked out? It's from the shock of like the brain moving is it the whiplash yeah. that knocks people out yeah i think so yeah i think yeah. it's just because it, the the brain just goes into shock from the impact and it just shuts down as a protective mechanism yeah so yeah oh you ever hear someone like when they're knocked out like the breath the heavy breathing that they have no, no, okay no. yeah <laughs> you're looking at me weird like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, i don't, yeah. don't want it i don't think i want it <laughs> i watch a lot of those <laughs> i watch a lot of those um fucking um those fights on youtube like the world star fight. Oh yeah, where, where there's bad. always someone in the video going world, world star. star! <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, world yeah. star! Um, and man, oh gross. I don't know why we're talking about this, but <laughs> yeah, just the sound when someone gets knocked heavy. out and then mm. they're out and they start <laughs> breathing really yeah, heavy yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh shit! <laughs> oh man, it's like the worst. Snoring. Yeah, pretty much snoring. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was gross. I had a mate once fall off a crane. Um, like, cause he was drunk, so he climbed the base of this crane. Dude. And were you there? I was there. I was remember. You okay? This was in um, Northbridge area. Northbridge, yeah. Yes. It was with the. What band? I can't remember what band they were with. Kellogg's and his mate. The Left to Blaze. Left to Blaze guys, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he fell I off the, the crane. Yeah. Um, or it was like a bulldozer or something. Anyway. Yeah, it was like a cherry picker type thing, but the arm was sort of down enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of up like the wheels and then climbed up the bar. Was yeah. he alright? It was alright, yeah. Um, he landed kind of on his neck, so we were all really worried. Yeah. So we were all like, and, and he, yeah. he was fully, he was doing that snoring thing I was saying. Yeah. Um, and then everyone was like, don't move, don't move, don't move, and we called the ambulance. And then he woke up when the ambulance were kind of putting him in the 
in the car. Yeah. And he was fine. Yeah. He was like... <laughs> well, I think what, what saved him most was how drunk he was. Yeah. Like his body was just like a... Like, bleh. Splat. Splat. But I'll, oh, no. I'll never forget leaving um uh, the capital... No, not capital. Yes. Capital, but it was... Monk, no, what's Capital at the time or Monkey Bar? It was Monkey um, Bar first and then it became Capital. Yeah, it might have been Capital um, in the early days. I think Discord or something, like one of the metal gig was happening um, at Capital. Mm. And then sort of at the end of the night, we're sort of loading all the gear out, but they'd already let all the clubbing people in. And I'm walking sort of out underneath that balcony and there's some dude on the top of the balcony on the outside hanging off, peeling or whatever. And I just look up and I say to myself, this is not good. <laughs> Took a few steps. Thunk. Turned around and just saw his body just like lying on the ground, sort of convulsing. Oh. And I was like, get fucked. And I just w- kept walking. I got to the front door, said to the security guard, you're going to need an ambulance. And just kept walking. I was kind of in shock myself. I just said, you're going to need an ambulance. I'm out. And just walked. And they're like, what? And the next thing I know, there's fucking people screaming, ambulances coming and dragging this guy out. Yeah, I think he's paraplegic now as well. Oh man, that's what? Scary. Well, yeah, I heard something. Yeah, later on that he was he's a paraplegic now. Jesus, he, yeah, he fell off that balcony and just landed in the worst like wrong position <sighs> inside Why? capital. Scary stuff, eh? Got to be careful. Yeah, life can change. It's, it's safer to go to a metal gig. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've yeah. you've had some like six supports, man. Yeah, man. How oh, is Michigan? Crazy! Oh man, I was I was speaking to Phoenix about it earlier. Like that that was bucket list shit that for me because man, Meshuggah, you know the that that Catch Thirty Three album was just on super high rotation for me for literally like I don't know eighteen months or something for for me and my mates. And when we when I, when we got that support, I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was cool. Like. Um, there was, a, there was a very different mix of people there. So there was like, you know, your old school kind of metal fans and then, you know, the, the, you know, the younger crew, uh, the, the older guys, because like Make Way for Man is quite like uh, melodic. We've got some clean singing and stuff in there as well as the heavies, the growls. Um, so the old kind, of, the old school kind of Meshuggah dudes are kind of like, you know, like yeah. nodding their head yeah. along, arms crossed up the back, but the younger crew was getting way into it. So yeah, nice. it, was, it was really, really cool. Yeah. We, yeah, we got like... Uh, I think our first show was with Trivium. That was like nuts, man. So good, yeah. And then um, like we had Fear Factory the next one. I've got a funny story about Fear Factory, actually. (laughs) Um, So when we got the show, we got offered the show, I was... I was already booked in for this conference in Melbourne. So I was in Melbourne for for that week of Fear Factory. And there was like... uh, And Fear Factory is one of those bands that like... That's my, one of my childhood bands as well. I was like, there's not a, what a chance in hell that, I, that we're not doing this show, right? So um, I think the show was like on a Wednesday night and I was doing this conference um, all of that day. I was like, fuck it. Booked a flight back to Perth, right? Got in at about six o'clock in the afternoon. Drove straight to the venue, right? Played the show, took the red eye back to Melbourne <laughs> that night, and I got in at about five thirty a.m. Went straight to the conference. No sleep, man. <laughs> <laughs> there was no chance. Fucking rock and roll. That's what I was on show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and it was su- it was such a struggle on the way back too because like when I got on the plane where I was sitting, I think someone had puked on the plane. Like 
um, the flight beforehand. Uh, so oh when no. I sat on the plane, I was just I was absolutely wrecked. And sitting on the plane, all I could smell was spew for about an <laughs> hour. I just I was just like try and close your eyes and sleep so you can just get there quicker. <laughs> <laughs> can you sleep on planes? Oh, it's very very hard. Can yeah. you? Not. I doze in and out, but I don't yeah. have that deep, like, half yeah. an hour where... Yeah. Some people I know, like, an hour later, they're like, oh, where am I? And yeah. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that I want to sleep man. like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> ultimate jealousy, man. I wish you could sleep on the plane. <laughs> have you seen those? There's a, there's a new kind of invention thing where it's like a, um inflatable headrest right and it's like a triangular shaped thing with a hole in the middle so you blow this thing up and you put your arms in and you lean your head forward on this on this thing yeah and it actually that, yeah. looks super comfortable i'm gonna try that yeah yeah time, right? <laughs> it's like a little tent yeah pretty yeah, yeah 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 it's like a like an emu yeah. hole thing i think there's one that is named after that but I, I i just think i know what you mean there's like holes in the side yeah and then you stick your head through it yeah, and it completely engulfs you in darkness. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Plus head um, ear earplugs. Yeah, yeah, that's a recipe for that, some hey. deep sleep. Yeah, yeah. maybe some Valium, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of Zannies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love plane rides. Yeah, I don't sleep on planes. I love them, and I'll always. Do I, I'll always try and go for the um, emergency exit seats as well. Because you got that extra leg room. Yeah, yeah, and smart the, the, man. But the chance of something going wrong is very slim. Yeah. But at least yeah. if something does does go wrong, I'm the first one out. Exactly. <laughs> you're the one saving all those lives. You're the hero yeah. opening that door. As <laughs> you go, guys, come on. <laughs> but but I, I always get tempted. I've done it before. Like, I'm sitting next to this um, this door that's got this big, like, emergency exit. In case of emergency, do this, do that. And I'm looking at it going... I'd really like to try it out just so I know what I'm doing in case of emergency. Like, if it happens right at that point... All right, open up the door, save everyone. How? Like, it, it's stuck. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So next next time the, the, the lady's doing the safety demonstration, just be like, oh, excuse me, I don't really feel comfortable doing this. Do you mind if I practice it a few times? <laughs> <laughs> 10,000 feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got to, that's the thing. If you choose that seat, you have to listen to that yeah. um, speech. Right. And I, I, I always zone out. Like, I mean, I understand, like, they talk about, yeah, there's a lot of people that have heard it before, like, regular flyers sort of know it back to front. Then you get some people that, like, new to flying, so they don't get it, but, like, uh, in flight, yeah, I'll just, when you finish with your demonstrations, yeah. Okay, (laughs) move time, TV's on. All right, headphones on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. What's the longest flight you've been on? Oh, probably the one to Bucharest. Well, that, that was from Perth to Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur to Amsterdam. That was long. From Kuala Lumpur to Amsterdam was about 17 or something hours. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And then, yeah. One, one, so that's not split up, just... No, no, no. no. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Perth to Kuala Lumpur, yeah. Kuala Lumpur to Amsterdam. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then from Sydney to Los Angeles, that was about 17 hours in itself as well. Yeah. Mm. That, that was probably the scariest one because Brutal. you're flying over the ocean. Yeah. Like, there's nothing below. Like, if something goes wrong with that plane... Yeah. On the way to Los Angeles, what the closest thing is Hawaii. Yeah. Whereas if you're flying, you know, from Kuala Lumpur to Amsterdam, you've got plenty of land below. There's a few airports in there. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you're fucked over the ocean, ain't no Sully yeah. to save you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, LA was pretty long, but London was also pretty. I've been to London a few times. How long's that one? That's roughly the same, I think. But you kind of stop off. Well, I did anyway um, in Dubai. Yeah. And then kind of wait in transit. And then um, 
So roughly the same, I think like 16, 17 hours. All yeah, up. yeah. Mm. Uh, it's painful, man. Like I hate. It is. I'm not. I don't really do well with like air conditioning. And so, like, the plane's got this pressurized air conditioning. Yeah, it's this real dry. Real dry. Air, yeah. And I get, like, a dry throat and I start yeah. sneezing and shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> is, is, is it it's circulated air as well? Yeah, it is, yeah. So, they, they take all the air from the cabin, mm. recirculate it, sort of filter it a little bit, and then blow it back into the plane. Like, yeah. fuck. That's why you get sick, eh? Hey? For some mm. reason, whenever I travel real long distance, I always get sick for the first couple of days. And I think it's because it's that, that recycled air on the plane. Mm. Where everyone's, like, people sneezing and coughing. You just want to sit on the plane with like <laughs> Michael Jackson mask on <laughs> maybe like a, one of those uh, military um, pilot helmets with like the full gas mask <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that, that's I find it weird that people freak out when they see like people with those masks on yeah. Like it, it, like I've seen a few people get weirded out. It's usually, let's face it, it's usually Asians that, it that do that. Yeah. But it's so that other people don't get sick when they're sick. Exactly. It's mm. a super th- thoughtful thing. It's like, I don't yeah. want to cough on you, so I'm just going to wear this mask. Yeah. yeah. Or it kind of helps as well, like, not getting sick as well. Yeah. But I think everyone should have these disposable masks for the plane. Just wear it yeah. when you're in, on there. Yeah. It just helps you, like, not, like put any pathogens in, into yeah. the, like all bacteria into yeah. the air mm. yeah not spread the love around eh? <laughs> the diseases around <laughs> but yeah um, yeah it's weird because it makes complete sense doesn't it yeah it makes complete sense but it's just a weird thing that people mm. don't really like <laughs> yeah I guess it looks it probably visually looks kind of weird yeah, like, yeah. Well, they got bird flu or some shit yeah, yeah, it, yeah like, it can be a bit intimidating as well as, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like they, they need to make it like really like an aesthetic looking one you know like little patterns or pictures they on have it. pink yeah. ones yeah you can get pink oh, ones yeah. in China. Yeah. Like with little, yeah, with like little unicorns and shit. <laughs> Hello Kitty, awesome. get yeah, Hello Kitty mask. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's an untapped market right here. Lads, <laughs> eh? Oh, I think we got an idea. <laughs> there we go, yeah, mission, mission control masks, yeah. <laughs> gas gas yeah. masks. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not a good, I'm an okay flyer, but I don't like sitting next... I travel alone a lot, so I don't like sitting yeah. next to people. But usually it's okay, but every now and again you get that that fat dude that's like... His elbow is like on top of your elbow, yeah. and you're like, dude, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, fast yeah. asleep, or yeah. people tapping you on the shoulder. I always get the aisle seat, so people are always like, excuse me? Uh, can you move uh, so I can use the toilet? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Didn't yeah. think this through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm always a window person. Yeah. I'm always going to have the window. Yeah. I, I get Don't you feel you trapped? No. No? Like if you need to get out? No, well, if I need to get out, I'll just yeah, tell people to move. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're asleep. Like when I was going to LA, the dude next to me had dropped like some Valium or some things he said to me before the flight. I'm going to yeah. be knocked out the whole flight. Yeah. If you need to get past, just he climb over up. me. Climb I over? Literally, I was literally climbing out. Like I was bare, barefoot on the plane with shorts and a singlet. Yeah. I'm just yeah. literally like climbing over him, like standing yeah. on the seat and just jumping over and walking up and down. He's <laughs> <laughs> just dead to the world. Huh? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I know a lot of people that do that. They take sleeping tablets before a long flight. Yeah, but yeah. I find that scary. Like if something happens and you're too yeah, groggy exactly. to wake yeah. up, true that. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a fire. Get out. That's it, <laughs> There's hey. one dude still no, sleeping it'll, there. It'll, it'll end shit. up like um, was it Stephen King's The Langoliers? You I love that, that movie. Uh, where that's an awesome movie. Um, like the person they fall asleep on the plane and they wake up and everyone else on the plane has disappeared. 
That's scary as shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. like there's only, what, five people sitting on the plane and everyone else is just fucking gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine doing that, you know, waking up on a plane and there's just, like, no one else on the plane. Like, what the fuck? I'd fucking still love flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's uh, called The Langoliers, right? Yeah, Langoliers, By Stephen yeah. King. It's a really old 90s movie, yeah, but it's right. sick. Like, basically, the plane flies into another dimension, yeah, like right. a, a quantum tunnel, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, cool. And then everyone disappears except for a select few people. Yeah. And they're all kind of from different backgrounds and demographics there's like a blind disabled girl and then there's like a rich guy a banker yeah there's an office guy there's a kind of a a, a new age woo-woo sort of like hippie lady and they they're all i think everyone's disappeared but all their jewelry yeah that's right yeah like all their their belongings and stuff are still there are still there their rings and stuff their physical body bodies have just disappeared yeah it's That's fucking creepy, creepy yeah. yeah. It's creepy, yeah. yeah. Stephen King comes up with some whack stuff. <laughs> really weird. Oh, oh, speaking of Stephen King, there's, have you seen, guys seen that new preview for um, the new It? Oh, I have not seen the... Film? I've seen the stills. I haven't watched the actual trailer. I think no, I haven't. It came out I remember yesterday. the old one, though. Yeah, yeah, it came out yesterday. Um, yeah, but that, the old one, I don't know about you guys, but that did that scare the shit out of you when you were a kid? Yeah. It, it creeped me out, yeah. 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 All of the that Stephen was, King ones, man. Um, the Stand... I haven't seen that's, that one. That's like super like black magic demonic shit. Oh, yeah. And then there's a... Uh, uh, isn't Carrie? Is Carrie yeah, Stephen King? I think it is, yeah. Carrie yeah. Stephen yeah. King, yeah. And then the the that was like, for, for its time back then, that was yeah. super violent, man. Yeah. Bathing yeah. people and showering them in blood oh, and yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Green Mile, that's Stephen King as well. Yeah, that was, a, that was a strange film. No, I love that movie. Yeah, it was great. Hey, I th- super tearjerker that. Yeah, moment. man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit a couple of tears were shed during that movie. Same. Oh, so yeah. I think that's like the only film that I've cried during. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, there, there's an intense scene in that the electric chair one. Yeah, mm. yeah. That, that, I think, yeah, oh. that that was brutal as fuck. That yeah. dude, the dude, that's like the most hated character in a film ever. That the guy that put the he put the sponge on his head without the water. Yeah, yeah. and then he ended up catching fire when he was in the electric chair. That that's the bit. Hey, yeah, uh, that, oh. that little bastard. It's one of those scenes, man. That just yeah, another yeah. goosebump scene. Where yeah. You're like, oh yeah. But that that big tall dude, man. What an awesome. He played that so oh, well. Yeah. What what's his name? I can't guy? remember. Uh, yeah. But th- just he the whole idea away, of didn't he? that dude. Yeah, he, he did. Passed yeah. away a few years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that whole idea of like he's, what is it like? He inhales their disease and then yeah. breathes it out. Yeah, it's so like he's bees like, that come out or some kind of like yeah, yeah, flying thing. Michael Dunk, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, that's, that's his yeah, name. Yeah. yeah, he passed away. Yeah. Well, what year? Um. Uh, twenty twelve. That's yeah. not that long ago. No, yeah. like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, damn. But like um, essential, like gentle giant in that film, eh? Yeah, uh, yeah. He yeah. played that so well. Um, but yeah, Stephen King has a w- really cool way of just setting the mood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. Um, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Oh man, I actually want to watch that again now. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's old school. Hey, who's in that one? Um, Edward Furlong. What is it? No, no. Is it Edward Furlong? Pet Cemetery. Mm. So that, that's a song, the Ryans wrote their song after that, didn't they? Pet, Sorry, the Ramones. Oh, really? Pet I Cemetery. Know, I didn't know that. Damn. Probably, yeah. Well, that one's about the burial ground. Yeah. Don't want to yeah. be yeah. buried in a pet 
Cemetery. <laughs> I keep going. That was good. <laughs> oh, maybe this is probably named after the um, uh, movie. I love the, I love this awkward pause as we're looking stuff up. Yeah, Google. Uh, <laughs> is your friend? Yeah, it's not um, Edward Furlong. Yeah, it's I'm probably way off. It's someone. It's some young kid. Miko Hughes. Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Mm. Cast. <laughs> yeah. People listening going, what the Mika fuck? Hughes, <laughs> Creed, Dale Midkiff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm way off. I wasn't there. Yeah. No, I've done any of those names, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another sick movie, Terminator yes. 2. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Are you stoked James about the new um, Alien Covenant? Covenant? Yes, man. I am so stoked on this movie coming out. Like, I had very low hopes for it after um, Prometheus. Is always, always trying not to keep you getting your hopes up for these mm endless sequels but um yeah when that last um trailer came out i was like oh this actually looks pretty damn good yeah. Yeah. do you guys follow that series at all oh, yeah. i was i was yeah. a big alien fan yeah yeah, yeah. man love those that, that's what i mean like yeah prometheus was good but it didn't really have that alienness to it yeah it wasn't gritty it was like yeah. um it was it was very sci-fi and it was very like clean sci-fi yeah, um, yeah. it didn't have that kind of weathered kind of gritty dark like alien feel to it to it but yeah, yeah like, on its own in its own right it was a good film mm. it just didn't have the same kind of vibration as the yeah the, uh, I think I know what you mean it's just like yeah. that whole like the original aliens where it's like really dark yeah. like a few strobe lights and you just see yeah. like the flash of an alien run past like yeah. fuck like, well, that's yeah. all HR Geiger man that, that influenced that mm. yeah. um, but you're right the Prometheus one just felt like a almost like a standalone sci-fi yeah, in exactly. another I think that, world or something that was I think the intention was to be like a sort of standalone but somehow yeah write the story of it. Yeah. Alien it yeah. Just, yeah. Didn't, it didn't feel part of this, this series nah, type thing yeah. nah. and I thought that little um the ending of the film where it had that uh, the Deacon the like original kind of xenomorph thing when it popped out of the engineer and it did the it opened its mouth and the, the jaws came out and it was a completely different thing I thought that was a bit uh, a bit of a cheap shot I yeah. think, at mm. the end of that film remember that part? yeah 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 at yeah. the very yeah. the very the end very very, very end yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. and that's the only time you isn't that the only time in the movie that you yeah, see the yeah. like yeah. an act, actual xenomorph? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but even that aside, like I found, I felt the script even was kind of like, eh. yeah, yeah. Like uh, those guys when they crash the the that craft into the oh at sun. the end, yeah, yeah. and they're like hands in the so air, <laughs> and you're like really, yeah, yeah. It was a, um, <laughs> there was one trailer for it, um, and it's got the guy from Pineapple Express in it. Oh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Yeah, James Franco's yeah. in it as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw this trailer of it, and it's like this part where, okay, the captain's gone to sleep, let's have a party. Yeah. And it's Danny McBride, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is like a, a James Franco piss take of the movie. Yeah, exactly. They've done their own little thing. Yeah. But no, it's actually part of the movie. Yeah, it's actually Pineapple <laughs> Express too. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so high, they think they're on another planet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, God. But that's a yeah. weird character choice. Do you think that's kind of weird? 
getting yeah. two comedy guys to play in a gritty well I think it might work Danny because that's the thing like with those movies there's always like the cowboy space pilot yeah and it's the, the everyman kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah so I think Danny McBride like, does a good job of that yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's that's what's given me the kind of hope for this one because you know how like you know Alien and Aliens you had like a crew and you know you ca- they had, to, had the characters built up properly so you actually gave a shit mm. if yeah, they died because you can relate to the characters yeah exactly yeah you find someone yeah so I think they've taken a bit of a risk with Danny McBride because he's that that everyman guy so you'd be able to you know relate to him in the film so yeah. you'd care if he dies and he probably yeah. will he probably, <laughs> he's probably gonna die yeah yeah or at the very end yeah, yeah. With, with his cowboy hat yeah. yeah yeah my my favorite thing about a lot of these movies regarding aliens and stuff is the different interpretation of how they represent aliens so you, yeah. you know you the, the alien aliens like the sort of um the typical grey kind of like a, a scorp what it's like a scorpion type yeah, it's like an ant or anything yeah ant thing. Kind of thing yeah yeah and then you've got well the Independence Day aliens yeah yeah and um Arrival yeah yeah have you seen Arrival yeah yeah How, so like, a, like a another squid, thing a squid squid type thing yeah, yeah. Water I, thing. I just love watching like how they make their own interpretations of these extraterrestrial yeah. aliens mm, yeah. I think Arrival is just an amazing movie the way that they um work out how to communicate with them yeah, is the way of yeah. communication is just yeah. amazing it yeah. reminded me of uh, Squid and like the black ink from um, Octopus like an yeah. octopus that's mm. what it reminded me yeah. of. even yeah. the shape was very like octopus like yeah and um, they were like in some sort of a water tank almost right yeah it was kind of something like that yeah, yeah. or like yeah. A, yeah. An, an atmosphere that they could survive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was Lot, very different that film the way they handled it. I loved it mm, I loved to, it um, yeah. a lot of other sci-fi yeah that um, Life that one just came out with yeah Jake I haven't seen that yet yeah oh, and um, that, yeah. Ryan Reynolds yeah I was a bit iffy about it um, same thing with having a comedy guy in a um, serious sci-fi but it was actually quite good there were, there's um, there's a scene in that um, with an alien killing a crew member that kind of rivals the ickiness of um what's it who's the who's the guy in the first alien film that gets chest bursted that oh. guy on the um on the, the on medical the, table yeah, yeah. On, oh, fuck on the his name. table yeah that yeah. guy because that you know you think in 1979 when that film came out mm-hmm. that would have just been absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah. mind-blowing yeah. The alien coming out of the chest but yeah there's a there's a scene in, in that new life film that okay. kind of rivals that spoiler alert <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not gonna, I won't go too yeah, many yeah, details don't go, yeah. don't go any further yeah. Uh, yeah that's another one I want to film but um, I read a huge article about how even back when they were doing the alien stuff they didn't have that big a budget so yeah. they were literally going and getting like meat from the butcher yes, and just yeah. throwing it around as, as, as like the special effects yeah but yeah. that's what gave, made, it, made it so real and, and exactly. raw when, when things are too polished now it's like eh yeah. too much CGI it, in that yeah, yeah you don't feel right that muck that like exactly yeah, yeah apparently when they were filming that that chest burst scene that um Vanessa Cartwright I think that Vanessa Cartwright that's what that was her name like the, the chick in it um, didn't really know what was happening in that scene um, beforehand yeah so they didn't when, tell her oh. yeah. <laughs> so when it came out of his chest and the blood and the pig guts came it's all out, a, that real was like a real reaction yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. amazing hey I love hearing um, stories like that yeah, yeah where like the directors are just fucking with the cast yeah exactly get like <laughs> well, a real didn't, reaction didn't they do something similar like that in Blair Witch yeah, filming oh, Blair Witch. They sort of, they didn't tell them that they were other people were going to be out in the forest making noises. And yeah. they went out there filming, and 
I said, you know, I had that real thing. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah, uh, you mm. would legitimately be packing from that. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you guys? Do you guys camp much at all? I used to. Yeah, After the Blair Witch, did you still camp? Lots? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I've I've romanticized like with like the idea of camping. Yeah, but I'm a terrible camper. Yeah, but I I, yeah. I like the idea of that like being out there and vulnerable and, and fending for yourself but I could yeah. never actually do it though yeah right yeah. right <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's interesting that you say yeah <laughs> like yeah. after Blair Witch it was just that movie man such a low budget but so that was the start of the found footage yeah it was genre too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah yeah and now yeah. there's like oh, the, the handheld hundreds. camera thing yeah, as well. yeah. Camera, yeah. yeah. What was it um Cloverfield yeah, remember Cloverfield yeah. that used all the the handheld camera, mm. but had that whole alien thing to it. That yeah. was, I reckon, that was a wicked game changer. That one, yeah, that was yeah, it was. Film, mm. But um, yeah, all the paranormal activities that came out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's a bit of a, I don't know, they they kind of just they, reusing they that, that formula, one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's up to like number five or six now, hey, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But there, there's like, I'm I'm not big into horror movies like paranormal horror movies I because that does freak me out oh right yeah um, so like I saw the first two paranormal activities are just like no nah, I can't do it anymore yeah right like, uh, if I have to I'll watch it in the middle of the day with the lights on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the sound that the yeah. sound design that really yeah. works yeah. like there's these really low like subs yep. in the back and then that, that's that's what fucks you up you're yeah, like oh shit you start, to, you start to curl up like <laughs> oh shit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that feeling though it's like a I know, I, like a lot of people I know really hate horror because mm. it like legitimately freaks them out. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I find a weird thrill to it. Like totally. I come out of it going, "Whoa, yeah, you're oh, all life's not so bad." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we're, we're, we're at um a, a movie. Uh, I can't remember what movie we were watching. No, it was like um X Men. One of the X Men came out, but there was a trailer for the the Conjuring or the new Conjuring movie that came out. Number two, the, the recent one, yeah. Okay, and it was so just a trailer, yeah. And I was I was losing it during this trailer oh, to the point where I was sort of like sitting there with sort of like my hand over my eyes a bit, and then the bit where the crosses just turn up, so like, and the crosses start inverting, <laughs> and all of a sudden like bang, and something comes running out, and like. <laughs> I, I actually screamed in the cinema. I was like, fuck! <laughs> and people turned around like, what? It was just a trailer. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> And then there was um, a news article about some some guy, I think, in the US that had a heart attack while watching that movie. Oh, I'm like, shit. that would be me if, oh, if I watched that movie. Hectic, man. <laughs> hectic. Yeah. Actually, do you, that, that reminds me. Do you remember this... Um, this is probably the moment I was the most scared in my life about like some paranormal kind of thing. Do you remember that movie Candyman? Yeah. And you, it's like you used to say, you know, the, in the film you say like Candyman five times in the mirror and then he would appear behind you. There was a yeah. strobe light. So uh, I was I was with a friend once and we were young, man. I think we were probably about 12. And he, his, he was from a quite a well-off family and he had this massive house. And um, we were over his place once. No one was home. It was like five o'clock in the afternoon. And... We'd, we'd we'd just gone through a. It was a time when um, a lot of albums had like secret tracks, like at the very end after lots of silence. <laughs> and we were down one end of the hallway, right, and where the bathroom was, and we'd said Candyman like five times in the mirror, and then about three seconds later, 
the freaking secret track from this album came on. It was just noise. It was just like, bang, bang. We had this thing cranked, man. And we absolutely shat ourselves so hard. It was the first time we listened to the album as well. Yeah. Ran outside and we didn't go back inside till his parents came home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So bad. So bad. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. See, I like that feeling. That, yeah, that, that goosebump, yeah, that, that like goosebump feeling. I, I don't know why. Like I, I, I like. I think a part of me is like kind of masochistic. Like I, I like to torture myself by yeah. sticking myself in like uncomfortable situations. Yeah, totally. But that's why I watch horror, like just to get myself yeah, feeling a bit gross. It's that adrenaline, hey? It yeah, yeah. Alive, and you get like an awesome like serotonin buzz afterwards. Yeah, yeah <laughs> scared shitless. I know. It's like the yeah. same thing as when you eat really hot chili. <laughs> it's just such a masochistic thing because it fucking hurts. Yeah, and then yeah. Like, you're, just like, you're just walking in the clouds afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you, you push through that wall and you come out the other side. Yeah, and you're like, whoo. Yeah, I feel great. <laughs> Feeling alive. <laughs> I'm sweating and I'm gonna have the shits later, but yeah. I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you had anything like genuinely weird and paranormal happen to you, uh, or things that you can't explain? For yeah. That Once. That, this was probably actually around the same time, actually. Um, where I was living in Wickham, there was a um, house behind me that had... Um, we used to steal mangoes off the tree out the back there. And um, there's a, a person, like, committed suicide um, in the garage. Like, uh, it, was a, it was like a few years before then. Um, and I think the daughter came in and found them hanging from the roof in the, in the garage. And... Um, in, in all of the, like, carports, there's, like, a really small shed, so it's probably about two times the size of, like, a cupboard, right? And it's got, like, a frosted glass, like, window in it, so you can't really see in there, but you can, you know what I mean? Mm. And me and my friend Tom, we're, like, stealing mangoes over there one time, and the house was vacant at this point, so there was no one living there, and we were walking um, past the window of the garage, and I heard someone knock from the inside and go, help me. And, and we obviously we were just like, what the hell? And just like took off. But we came back later and opened it. We like we, we kind of went around the corner, like came back about five minutes later and opened it and there was no one in there. But the thing is, I didn't know about that. Someone committing suicide. You didn't know the history before, of the place before, until afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was like that was one of those things that 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 stuck with me for ages. That was like I was twelve, and I still remember that like clear as day. Hey, Ugh. yeah, freaky. Yeah. What I'm about yourself? Scared now. <laughs> <laughs> did you did your friend hear it as well? Yeah, just yeah, you? yeah. He heard it as uh, well. See, that's when when more than one per- person says they have experienced the same thing. Yeah. At the same time, that's yeah. when you can kind of go, okay, well. It's Maybe not just me. it's yeah, not just yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's freaky. that's freaky. But yeah. um, if you watch The Conjuring, like there's this concept that people only experience paranormal things if they're able to handle it. Yeah, right. So if you're not able to handle it, you're like those are the types of people that probably will never encounter that. Yeah, closed Thank off. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like Phoenix a weird. Is fine. No, he's gonna get exactly. like, fine. <laughs> but um. That's an interesting idea, like, so, because um, I think a lot of it is psychology at the same time. Yeah. But there's a, I'm still, I, I don't know what to think about things like paranormal stuff, like, I really do think the the human condition can, like, experience things maybe Definitely. outside of this, or, or catch a glimpse at something 
kind of outside of this dimension totally. maybe for a split second yeah I agree yeah you know, we're humans we don't know everything <laughs> we're not gonna understand every single thing in the world so you know chances are yeah you know there's a lot of stuff that's happening that we're kind of only just seeing and are we gonna believe it yeah mm. know about it yeah. yeah 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 is that is that why you're so afraid of films like that Phoenix because you've experienced uh, things like that no well okay I've, I've experienced things that I can't explain but to the point I'm not gonna because I feel like if I feed the idea that it is something <laughs> that it's sort of like opening up the doorway to allow more to come in yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it feeds off fear so yeah. as yeah. long as I ignore it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if you've seen The Conjuring before yeah, that, yeah that's like the first horror movie in years that at the time that was just mm. legitimately scary yeah like really yeah. scary <laughs> yeah. then we watch yeah. it we watch it at your place with um with Mike with Mike, yeah. With Mike, yeah. But when, when the... Because it's kind of loosely based off a real story. Like, the house oh, actually... Don't say that. The house <laughs> exists. There's a documentary on the actual house. So that's where a lot of the Salem witch trials were happening. Yeah, right. So a lot of these, like, witches or alleged witches were, like, um, burnt at the stake and hung and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Um, for, and, like, it was also, like, a site for a lot of, like, rituals and shit. But, um... So the actual place is real. And the family that moved in there... Uh, is also real like the from the movie yeah. like all those characters that you see there are mm. real people that are those people um, and it's really interesting um, to see how like stuff can remain in the environment yeah. even long after well that's if you believe in it yeah, or not yeah, that's it, but um, I like when the, the investigators are going through the, the stages of possession remember that on the blackboard yeah, and yeah, like the yeah, yeah. stage one like first it you're right it, it feeds off your fear first yeah and then, and then you and then it kind of like grows from there and then yeah. it becomes a, almost like a part of you yeah and it yeah. latches onto you yeah. like through your fear but yeah. if you have like a strong like mental fortitude like mental will mm-hmm. like you can't actually block it like it, it can't go any further yeah, if, right. if you, mm-hmm. yeah so that idea just freaks the fuck out of me <laughs> yeah that's scary man like once you get priests like reading old latin from a book and yeah. like that, that gives me goosebumps yeah mm-hmm. you know the shit's real yeah <laughs> shit gets real when that latin comes out man when someone starts speaking latin yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i feel like we should be sitting around a campfire with some <laughs> Marshmallows, in marshmallows right now, telling going, some ghost stories. What was that? <laughs> yeah, Did we, you hear? we would have legitimately scared ourselves by now. Hey, be like, shut up, guys! Stop talking about this stuff. <laughs> the, the the one thing that I have experienced is uh, UFOs. Like I've, I remember actually as oh, a you've kid, seen one. You mean? Oh, I've seen many of them. Yeah, and like I'm not saying aliens. I'm saying you, UFOs, yeah, like yeah, un- yeah. unidentified. But the strange thing is, um, I remember once as a kid, we were walking back with our parents. Um, from uh, the university and just walking down the road and I was looking up in the sky it was like night time and there were these two lights that were rotating around each other but like quite large in the sky and I, was, I remember looking I actually asked my dad you know well, what, what's that and he goes oh yeah. they're just satellites and you know as, as a kid okay it's a, it's a satellite Yeah. and it was only later on I'm going and I'm sort of thinking about it and I'm like but hang on, satellites rotate like around the Earth in a constant, consistent orbit. Yeah, these two lights were rotating around each other. Yeah, right. In the sky, I'm like that. That doesn't make sense. And another time, I was sitting in my car um, out having a cigarette and down by the river, and I'm looking up, and there are these four lights flying over, 
and then a fifth flight sort of flew over to join them. And I'm going, yeah, it's, it's quite possible that they're planes or some military type things. Yeah. But at the same time, I spent a lot of my time looking at planes and looking at planes in the sky. And I, you know, it's easy to identify a plane yeah. from certain lights. Yeah. So that's another one. So like, oh, that's a, that's a bit skeptical. But then it was um, one time when I was with Scotty Ra. And like I'm saying, you know, um, satellites like the space station, all the other stuff, you know, consistent orbit. It's when a light travels and then suddenly just diverts to a different, yeah, like different a position. Trajectory, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We were um, at Scotty Ra's place, uh, out by the pool, and we like we sat there watching. You know, like you could sit, consistently see these satellites going over in one direction, one direction. Then one just comes in and then it suddenly just starts like hooks off to the left. Damn. We're just like, what the fuck? Like, things don't travel like that in space. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Not without yeah. some control. Yeah, energy. exactly. Yeah. 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 Holy fuck, man. That's hectic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, you could, like, just sit there for hours lying on your back, just, like, looking at the sky. And yeah. I, I keep saying, like, I don't think enough people do that these days. Yeah. Especially look, in the look city. Up. Yeah. It's not you, because it's, like, because of the, 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 the lights, the luminosity of the whole city, you don't really see much of the sky. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when you go down to, like, you know, go down south for, like, 300 kilometers and you lie on your back and look at the sky, it's just, it's, it looks like a completely different sky yeah. because you can see everything. Yeah. And the Milky Way is there, clearly. It's, uh, yeah. It's yeah, we, we used to live up in um, Mount Magnet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Megathera type area. And, yeah. Those, those nights there, you'd, you'd see more stars than you could ever imagine. Mm, yeah. And just being able to see. So that's where you know, I go back and think about the ancient times when they used to you know map things off the stars and what they could see in the sky. Yeah. So they could see so much more than what we can see yeah. now. Yeah. And they could actually start like see more patterns and all the shades yeah. that they use. It's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely not. Yeah, man. there's a lot of light pollution, I think they call it. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it's like... Yeah, the, the more built up the city is, it's the the le- the harder it is to see the sky. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. going on up there? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and there's probably a lot more things going on up in the sky that we just don't. We just simply don't look up enough to yeah. to catch them. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird when you like take the time out to spend an hour just looking up. Yeah, the amount of like comets and stuff that you see shooting stars yeah just flying by yeah. but when they change direction that's some, yeah. that's some other yeah, shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you seen photos of the earth um from space at night time alleged photos of the earth yeah <laughs> is, it, is it flat <laughs> oh shit oh no but just like the um what I, what I love looking at now is the whole like the the digital electronic web that we've built on this planet yeah and like from all the lights you can see you know they actually compare like the way that we build our cities and stuff to how viruses and stuff work in cells and all that oh, sort of shit oh here we go <laughs> but just, just the idea like the earth during the daytime it looks like this nice natural landscape you know you got water you got plants you got land all the clouds and stuff mm. but at nighttime, it just becomes this digital like Tron type world yeah where all yeah. you see all this electricity moving around the place. Yeah. it's just fucking amazing yeah. Mm, like a so. grid mm. yeah a grid yeah If yeah. even if you look at like highways and cars passing through it yeah it looks like veins and then yeah. where like vessels. The, the, the blood cells yeah, like, yeah. it's like it. I can't remember who was saying it one a documentary I was watching they're talking about how if there was an extraterrestri- extraterrestrial that came like to earth and was sitting sort of outside earth looking at it all they would see is this movement of electricity and stuff mm. without actually knowing that deeper down in the earth there's actually people like you and me yeah. hanging out here. 
Yeah. So, you know, they get that sort of one perspective of yeah. just, oh, that's the earth. There's, you know, electricity yeah. moving on it. Big deal. Yeah. It's like a big, it's a giant cell with mm. like living organisms on it. Mm. Like taking from it. Like yeah, yeah. So human mm. beings, like you said before, it's like a virus. It's just like a, we're, we're a virus on the earth. Yeah. Really, are we? <laughs> I think Joe Rogan <laughs> called it mold on a piece of bread. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a very good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you seen that meme about uh, uh, the earth having a virus and the virus is humans? Oh, it's no. Like, you've contracted humans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah no, I, think I actually have, I think I have seen that. Hey. So you've yeah. got a case of the <laughs> You've got a bad case of humans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that, your story about the um, UFOs, a uh, funny story about the UFOs that didn't turn out to be a UFO. So Clint, um, the drummer from Sparrow and I, we'd um, smoked some things that we probably shouldn't have. <laughs> And we were or should have yeah or should have <laughs> and we were we were driving we were driving oh, I think it was somewhere down the coast and um, this light just appeared in front of us right like a massive light and um, like shining down like down and like around the car and near the car and we were just like we were kind of going dude what the hell is this and turns out it was like a police chopper and they were like <laughs> looking for some, someone must have stolen a car or something around you're like I'm getting yeah, abducted like, oh shit a split second we were like whoa what this is a spotlight. this what yeah, is yeah. going on you thought you were going to be like beamed up into the yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I love. Uh, I think. You, do you remember the X Files? Yes. Yeah. Mm. There's one. I like their representation of of what it's like getting abducted, and it's so beyond your comprehension that all you see is just light, and you don't know what's happening. What's and then on? you pass. Yeah. You wake up maybe twelve hours later. Yeah. With no clothes. Also on the highway. Have happened to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that what you was don't that? want to speak about that old uh, abduction movie. That really, really old one that was Close really graphic. Yeah, one of those. Where it, it, Cocoon. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. The old people. I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just like the, that idea of being experimented on. Yeah. Because we, like, you think about it, like, if you took a dog and you did all this, like, medical stuff on it, the dog has no clue what's going on. Nope. So it's, like, so far beyond his, the dog's, like, comprehension. So yeah. if we get abducted, like... Yeah we wouldn't necessarily see them doing things. We'd probably just wake up a week mm. later, like, yeah. just not knowing what happened. Yeah. Like, the whole space butt. and time lining. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something up your butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My butt's really sore. Or with, like, an, one of those RFID chips in your wrist or oh! something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need to implant them. Yeah, I think man. people will implant themselves pretty yeah, soon. That's, yeah, that's true, hey. <laughs> I was having a conversation um, with someone the other day about, um, you know, that Snowden films come out recently, um, and with your mobile our phones actually the um the speakers are on all the time so it's you know you're pretty much listening to your conversations and with targeting advertising now they can actually pick up keywords from us having a conversation right now mm-hmm. in the speaker of the phone and then targeting ad- ads to you yeah so if you're sitting around maybe try it next time um talking about i don't know maccas or you're talking about i don't know some new nissan x-trail or something yeah. and see if it pops up in your uh, in the advertising that's on your facebook cool. and stuff that's hey crazy. Yeah. that's crazy well it I definitely it's actually a thing it definitely does happen with messenger like in terms of messages they're definitely reading that yeah 
yeah for sure 100% yeah like yep. you look at something on Gumtree and then you go back to Facebook and you yeah. see the same ad yeah because you're not logged out of Facebook yet yeah. so even yeah. Facebook is tracking your movements when you're off Facebook yeah yeah but still logged in you know? yeah it's, like, cr- it's uh, I, th- I mean that's, I think that's so wrong hey like yeah it's just mm. so unethical to track what everyone's doing and target target the ads to them it's like brain, it's a form of brainwashing really isn't it yeah mm. it, re- it really is and I, I just, it's totally unethical they should they, they yeah. should bring some laws in against <laughs> well, well the, okay. the, the loophole they're always going to use is hey you bought the phone and you agree to it the yeah. second you hit yeah. that little logo and that, that I agree you've agreed to yeah, like yeah, 200 exactly. things that will fuck you in the ass in the future yeah exactly <laughs> I, yeah, wonder like, if, I wonder if anyone goes through and reads like that 200 page terms and agreements yeah they do there's like articles up there where they go through and they sum up what they mean um, yeah. like in a really really easy layman's way to, to, to interpret it like yeah. but because um, there's a lot of Lego smoke and mirrors like they, they intentionally make it boring as fuck so no one reads it exactly mm-hmm. you're yeah. just gonna go yeah agree yeah. and then before you know it it's like we can have your microphone on and have all your photos and yeah. this and that but exactly what you're saying and then brainwash you with yeah. <laughs> advertising yeah. yeah I think um in Sydney when I was on tour there was this huge federal police building um, and I was hanging around like just waiting for a coffee or something and I see this dude um, kind of in like construction gear or something like that yeah. but he didn't look too out of place but he went up to this rock on the, on the ground next to the AFP building and he lifted it and inside was a condenser microphone and like uh, the rock was actually paper mache like a, a rock disguised as a sorry a, a cardboard thing like yeah. disguised as a rock oh, um, and and there, there was this high powered condenser microphone underneath and he was like just fiddling with it and then he put the fake rock back over it and then he walked off and then he did it all around the perimeter yeah. of the AFP building yeah. so it's like they, they're probably just feeding in audio from conversations yeah. into this huge yeah. algorithm um, I don't know if I'll get killed for saying that but, <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> no, but it was like in plain daylight like everyone could see him yeah, doing right. it but um, obviously it's some security measure but must be, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if everywhere there's like in bushes they can hide a high powered condenser yeah, yeah. run well, it through a, a computer program and just have it pick up keywords keywords yeah definitely and have then the technology's like, there for it, it. Mm. Isn't it? Isn't it? You, you don't need people like listening to f- no. audio anymore you just run it through a voice recognition program yeah. that just picks up on keywords. Exactly, yeah. That's how they caught Pablo Scary. Escobar. Um, the CIA back in the 70s was running uh, voice recognition software from planes flying above um, Mexico? No, was it Mexico? C- Colombia. Yeah. Crazy. Where they, um, and essentially, well, back at, this was like the early 70s. Yeah, they didn't want to admit that they had the technology yeah. to listen in on but, calls. Yeah, but what they're, yeah, what they're doing is they were like picking up all all the phone calls and running all the voices through this voice recognition software yeah. till they could identify Pablo Escobar and that's they caught him. That's crazy. And if that's the shit that they were using back then, yeah, yeah what they're using now is just yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. wouldn't be able to get away with anything these days, hey? Like everything mm. is just so watched and listened to. Is yeah, it totally. is, yeah. Big Brother is watching. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I don't believe that they couldn't fucking find Bin Laden. I'm like, fuck off! You can't yeah. find him. You know yeah. exactly where he yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Especially like you know, you think about all the people that have like closed circuit television now, like 
um, and like security at the front of their house, like or you know even even like in the city, there's cameras up everywhere. Like you, would, it'd be really damn hard to get away with a crime these days. Like even in the mm. even in the suburbs, because someone's got something mm. of you in that street. Well, you know, it's yeah. crazy. We we actually yeah. got broken Your into GPS? broken into a while ago. I was actually inside the house when someone Holy broke into the house. Crap. Lucky enough, yeah. I was actually upstairs on the computer with the headphones on, and I must have been talking to someone and making some noise. And okay, I actually heard the back door. Someone knock on the back door. Yeah, I thought it was my dad had locked himself out. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. Just wait for a phone call. Ah, oh, no, nah, no one calling. He's probably fucked off. Then I heard something like knock downstairs, like when the the esky that was out by the back door. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, maybe he's down there. Uh, oh, I'll go have a look. Walk downstairs, and I'm like, the back door's wide open. Like, what the shit? What? And then I'm looking on the ground and there's like drops of blood on the ground. I'm like, this isn't good. And call up dad. Uh, did you just come home t- at, at all? And it's like, I haven't been home since 12 o'clock. It's like three o'clock. I'm like, oh shit. And then I noticed the, the back window has been smashed open. Oh, so dude. someone actually broke into the house while I was in there upstairs. But going on, so our, our house is now like the AFP building with cameras and shit. <laughs> <the place>. Yes. <laughs> but, no, but it's even funnier because... Since like I, I'm in the um, the saying that lightning doesn't strike twice in the same spot. So someone's tried to break into the house. We he actually end up getting caught, believe it or not. The DNA samples from, from the, the blood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yep. fuck him. He's back in the slammer. <laughs> but now the only use we have now for these security cameras that we've placed around the house yeah. is trying to catch the damn rat that's been running around the house eating the plants and shit. <laughs> so I woke up this morning we've, Dad's got the security camera Like one on the, the dining yeah. room table yeah. One's up in the kitchen It's all like yeah. Trying to find yeah. this mouse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great That's a lot yeah. of security For a little for a, yeah, Tiny yeah, asshole yeah. mouse Yeah That mouse got no chance <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you mouse <laughs> Yeah but you're right man Every, It's so inexpensive now To have uh, webcams All around your house yeah, yeah. I've even got one In my Both the, my Melbourne place And here yeah, right. So I can, like, look at my phone at, at my room if I want to, um, or, like, uh, at the back back sort of door Damn. when no one's home, because, like, sometimes no one's home, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right, like, now, not only is Big Brother watching, but the people are so paranoid and indoctrinated that we're watching each other. Yeah, exactly. yeah we're joining in. So we're, yeah. we're joining yeah. in yeah. in our own yeah. fucking of our own butts. Yep. Like <laughs> linked, up, linked up to the network, eh? Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine so it, like I always linked up. I always imagine there's like a massive uh, red button like after all this technology is filtered through into the people's hands yeah there's this, like this huge red button and then so you can ex- execute <laughs> no, not even execute execute, but like, execute project A <laughs> but you hit it and it just a massive massive like 360 screen comes on yeah and it's just video and audio of yep. everybody in the world yep. mushed into this holographic like yeah, yeah digital <laughs> world then, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I think there was something like that in Batman yeah yeah, yeah that's what was, I was thinking yeah, when you were saying that, that yeah, yeah, yeah in but, the Batcave but obviously the only way to do that is to first glamorize and indoctrinate the people into getting these devices yeah. themselves yep. so that we take a we're you know taking part in our own oppression yep. unknowingly yep. like that'll yeah. be the cruelest yeah. trick man. it would <laughs> <laughs> and on yep. and then everything just turns on but well, that's like a hive mind that's there's going to be a technological hive mind in yeah. the future but what do you do once it's turned on well, what do you mean well what do you do with it 
well the scary the scary thing is what if it what if it is actually skynet what if it's not humans Doing this, and then the yeah. whatever, whatever oh, yeah. becomes self aware. Oh my We're god! All I've, I've always said that um, someone will build a Terminator because yeah. it'll take some guy that's grown up with the Terminator movies who's been so into it that decides to become like a real scientist and stuff. Yeah. He's like, Hey, Jimmy, did you know if I did this, I could build a fucking Terminator? You want to you try <laughs> this? Hey, Jimmy, let's, let's try this. And they, yeah. they do it. And the next thing you know, we've got fucking Skynet and Terminator yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think of the other way. I think, um, imagine if like, at, I always say this, but maybe during Roswell or one of those alien, alleged alien incidents that... Imagine if the government or, like, the United States government actually came into contact with aliens, right? And the aliens basically say to them, we just want your top 1%. Fuck the 99%. (laughs) And you need to uh, find a way to cull 99% of the population. And we just want the 1% because they're the smartest of humanity. You've won the game of humanity, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, But first, we're going to give you a little trick, like couple of new gadgets to, to, <laughs> to please the people to make this transition easier. So we're going to give you like smaller computer chips, you know, fiber optic cables. We're going to give you all this technology, which actually happened in the 60s. All those technologies exponentially yeah, suddenly yeah. went up. Like did, we yes. suddenly had microchips and lasers and all this technology. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and, you know, make it glamorous and then slowly like use that to phase them out and to phase the machines in and then you can come for a ride on our little spaceship (laughs) (laughs) and that's the whole agenda like we've been in contact the whole time and that kind of explains like you know people are like why would they do this what's the agenda like why would they be so evil well maybe there's like something else there's another agenda that's higher than an earth agenda to take like really you want to take over for money like I don't think it's that simple I think it's about control of the whole species like yeah, when yeah. you can control the species, man, that's like everything. Yep, control the food. Well, what what happens when some of us try to escape to Mars? Are they going to let us go? Or are they going to? I don't think that, that's <laughs> going to be reserved. I think it's all bullshit that they say any civilian can travel in space. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think so. No, well, they, they actually isn't there some lottery for like a ticket to Mars? There is, there is actually. There is, yeah. yeah. They they put something together. <coughs> they for, they put uh, together a group where you could apply to yes, go to Mars on yeah. a one way trip. Yeah, that's the it. funny thing I found about that is, as soon as they announced that, you started having like scientists and you know students and all like engineering type people apply yeah. for this job. Yeah, and but it turns out that that's not what they wanted. They wanted right. like reality TV show people. They wanted to make it like yeah, a, people like, are already like, mind yeah. controlled. Yeah. <laughs> they, they wanted, yeah, they yeah, wanted to make yeah, it like yeah. just a, a fun TV show rather than actually have proper science. See what I mean? It's all gone. bullshit. Yeah. It's yeah. all bullshit. But I'm, no, I'm, I'm waiting to find out who these billionaires that are going around the moon are. Do you see, hear about that? See what I mean about the 1%? Is that with for, um, was it Richard Branson? No, no, no. This is um, SpaceX. Um, two, two billionaires um, yeah. have already dropped down like a shit ton of money with SpaceX and Elon Musk yeah. for a trip around the moon. Mm. See what I mean? Yeah. It's only the one percent is yeah. traveling in space. Yeah, yeah. The ninety nine exactly. will never see space. <laughs> no way. It's fucking reserved yeah. for like. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's. Yeah. I, I want to know how much they dropped on it because I'll start saving. Yeah. <laughs> I love how I'm saying the one percent like Occupy is still happening when it's really not. <laughs> that's so 2015. <laughs> <laughs> the one percent, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's his fate? Didn't Rockefeller die? One of the, one of those guys died recently. Yeah, David Rockefeller. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he died. End of an era. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Hell. well he'll just another guy will take his place. Yeah. yeah. He's, got, he's got plenty of offspring. I'm I know. Sure, hey. <laughs> How weird is it that those cunts live to be a hundred plus, yeah. man? Yeah, they yeah, just go and die. Yeah. 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 It was actually funny <laughs> that taking the hearts of children or eating the hearts <laughs> of children, drinking, or drinking the blood of infants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find the irony of Rockefellers. He was the one that stood up in front of. I think it was the World Health Organization and talked about how the benefits of um, modern medicine have been allowing us to like live a lot longer yeah. which means you know get longer ages that but he said but the downfall is that with people living longer the planet's getting more populated yes and then of course Ooh. he's one of the people that lives to be 101 years old yeah. <laughs> that's it's, a huge issue in itself that with mm. you know modern medicine and the population getting older and like you know you look at the graphs of the age distribution of the entire population of the world and it's getting older and older and then you've got all of this you know the younger people aren't having kids as much not having as many kids and you think about the impact that's going to have down the few, down the track mm. when all these older people are like retired and like you know the younger generations are going to have to support them with their tax money but where's the money going to come from that's yeah, such yeah. a scary that that's I, I worry about that a lot eh? mm. you know, that's like that's a, a very interesting thing. point about the the, the the disconnect between the whole baby boomer thing and, and Gen Y and, and yeah. Z um, and how it's so easy for them to turn around and go, well, well when I was your age, we bought a house and we did. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, yeah, proportionally yeah. back then it was easier. Exactly. Propor- but, and that's the word, proportionate. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. we still, we, we, we make money, but, uh, you know, the house price versus and the cost of living is like way out of proportion to, to your income than mm. it was 30, 40 years exactly, ago. Exactly, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Mm. Yes, and, well, I'm sort of on the fence about that because, like, yeah, houses back in those days, like when our grandparents were, you know, say, buying houses, mm. houses were cheaper. But at the same time, they weren't getting paid as much as what people get paid these no, days No, but they, well. they were actually, yeah, like, jo- there was actually you- job security back then, like, because things were so... Things were still being built, right? There's yeah. a lot of security, I think, back yeah. then. Like, now yeah. it's... We've got almost too much, like this inflation of yeah. both like mm-hmm. um, uni degrees and jobs. Yeah. So it's like there's not enough jobs to go around. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, and it's the, it's the proportionality of it. So like before, it would be like you know, your like the, the cost of a house would be like I don't know eight times your annual income, but now it's like eighteen times the proportion yeah, yeah, of yeah. your mm. annual income. Like you know. Put that taking into account inflation, so mm, it's still yeah. out of way out of. And back then, they were just buying food and like filling up the car, and that's a, yeah. Now we've got basic like necessities: iPhone bill, phone yeah. bill, phone yeah. bill yeah. internet bill, yeah. this yeah. bill, gas bill, electricity bill, yeah. all yeah. that. Like, um, but it's interesting that they. A common thing they always say the baby boomers is like, oh, this generation is lazy. They're not working enough. And <laughs> yeah. Like they, they they still think you go out and kick the door down and get a job. Like just yeah. get a job. Just, just get one. Just yeah. get yeah. one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I know I sound like lazy and shit, but, <laughs> which is ironic. But um, I mean, like you know, it's out there if you want to hunt for it. It's yeah. it's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's very easy to um, dismiss a lot of the issues now i think economically we're going to have to pick up the pieces that definitely uh, the foundation was laid well before yeah, yeah. and now we kind of have to like carry this burden now yeah yeah um, it's, it's crazy it's such, it's unnatural to live that long eh? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not natural to live to over 100 like you know you yeah all these drugs and 
procedures keep people alive for a long time. Soon we're going to have like bionic parts to even live even longer. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. Day of sex style. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And then eventually, imagine if the whole the whole idea of organic flesh just gets phased out within itself. Yeah. So you yeah. have this perfect machine yeah. that is uh, lives long, never makes a mistake, is completely yeah. hey, autonomous. If, if I could download my brain as it is now and maintain my consciousness, but put it in like a wicked android mechanical body I'd fucking do that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could, I could play on. triplets till the sun fucking sun comes up <laughs> yeah. it's an absolute machine <laughs> yeah. oh my god but then one would argue if, yeah whether that has a soul or not you know if, yeah. you, if you completely grow let's say a human organically from a tube does that still have the same mechanisms behind it like spiritually because you need that male that mother and father that that component yeah, to yeah. come together are you talking about something grown in a tube to like mature age or to yeah, like yeah. yeah like does that have a is cool it's conscious and it's living yeah, yeah. but does that have a, a soul like if you awaken a, a machine or an ai does that really have a any like spiritual element to that or whether that's it's, just a, a Vampire. The funny thing is, um, the other night when I was watching that Quantum Entanglement documentary, and they're talking about how they can take uh, certain atoms and then mimic those same atoms in another place, right? Mm. And the way they want to teleport is by influencing certain atoms to become what, like, what they're trying to mimic. Yeah, right. So essentially, it's like they're saying, like, if you take your body and you scan every single atom in your body, and then make those same atoms. Like, make those atoms the same, like, transfer it to these other atoms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if, so if you were to copy... So you're pretty much ev- duplicating it. Yeah, du- yeah. Yeah. If you were yeah. to duplicate every single atom in your body and then create a, a copy of yourself, would that person be the same person as what you've copied? I see what you mean, yeah. 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 Oh, see, that's, that's <laughs> such, a, such a deep thing because where, where is your soul stored? Yeah. stored in the cells and the electric electrical impulses in your mm. brain or like yeah. what yeah or, or the <laughs> even the very idea of, of consciousness. consciousness yeah mm. exactly it's, where is it yeah yeah a lot of people uh, uh well a lot of ancient philosophies said that consciousness um there's a source it's coming from a source Right, and it's beaming through us as the conduit for consciousness. So, yeah. con- in that when 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 we die, we actually return to a, a source, source, yeah, like a big kind of cloud, and then that is what is injected through life through the human, yeah. like through that spark of um, creating a child. Yeah, and that's the conduit to fire that that signal through. But um, so if you were to grow something outside of that cloud, it, it wouldn't have the same spark or yeah, that same soul yeah, but some yeah. people that's all just speculation yeah, I, I, I tend philosophy. to think it's yeah. just perfect conditions mm. like, the, like if you take um, like a, a bottle of blue liquid and a bottle of yellow liquid and mix it it's always going to be blue mm. no matter what it's always going to be blue it's like that kind of perfect conditioning that as long as two things react they're always going to react the same way Yeah. so I kind of get the idea that you know the body and the consciousness is just that perfect mixture of everything that's inside yeah the, well all the variables are there in order to ignite that mm. consciousness so you, you reckon you could replicate that oh yeah I'd like still be conscious yeah I, I believe that if you were to copy exactly everything perfectly Every what cell, you've got yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. then essentially you'd be taking that consciousness yeah. with you because it's the exact yeah. same mm. so you believe yeah. that like 
consciousness or your soul per se is is made up of those electrical impulses and chemi- yeah. chemicals in, yeah, in yeah. your body. Yeah, you know? just yeah. like yeah. put together in such that perfect yeah. way. That's a very scientific approach, yeah, yeah. as opposed yeah. to the philosophical <laughs> approach. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, but yeah. both are neither right or wrong. No, they're well, you're both never can, exactly, no. yeah. interesting yeah. ways of looking at it. And, exactly. Um, strangely, they both kind of come from the same place of... Uh, I guess neither one is right and wrong like the whole idea of well, perspective yeah so yeah, you're actually always saying right that how yeah. no matter what you uh, think yeah, exactly. you're always right, right? yeah exactly. the two things like in a sense things have to go hand in hand like you can't yeah. just say it's one thing we can't say it's the other you know yeah gotta work together a yin and the yang yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's getting philosophical again. deep man deep yeah deep. yeah I love that philosophical stuff because yeah. I think there comes a point to where Science can be like it, it hits a wall, yeah. And, and it, it's yeah. like if if, if um, I always say like if this was a video game, science is the study of the map in the video game. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's still limited. But if you want the code for the video game, mm-hmm. that's when you need a higher level of thinking, yeah, like a, a yeah. philosophy, and that's when you can start pondering. Well. Okay, I see a map before me, but what is it made of, and who wrote this map? Yeah, and that's yeah. where it gets deeper and yeah. deeper and deeper. Yes. But um, what, what's what's the cheat for more money? Does <laughs> <laughs> it start select up down left right? Yeah. Select start A B. <laughs> <laughs> that's a natural code. Yeah, I think it's from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember um, IDDQD and IDKFA? God From, mode, uh, like God mode, and yeah, doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I can't, I can't believe I still remember that. But um, it's just testament to the amount of times you put it in, you cheater. <laughs> exactly, man. Like I get to a certain level, I'm like, fuck this. I'm just putting God mode on. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Running, um, running from A to B, like to the end. Yeah. <laughs> gonna pwn some demons on the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, do you have any shows coming up? For- yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually got a show. So make way for man. I've got a show tonight. Um, oh, sick! Yeah, yeah, we're Where playing. Um, it's a new place called Tetsuo Nightclub. Tetsuo. Tetsuo. This is weird. It's like, come up like three nights, three days in a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That, uh, it's so it's near. G- uh, is it Ginger Nightclub? It's ginger. Yeah, I've okay. never actually been to Ginger though, so I, don't, I, neither, yeah, I have yeah. no reference for how it yeah, even looks. Neither. So all I know is it's across the road from four nine nine bar or three nine nine or something like that. Okay. It's on William Street. Yeah, yeah. So oh. it's the opening weekend this weekend, and they had a whole bunch of DJs in there last night um, and then bands tonight so they've got In Hearts Wake I think a headlining um, Hands Like Houses um, and Us and Finders so yeah sold out show should be pretty nuts night it's only like 300 cap wow so it's gonna be sold out nice and sweaty in there yeah it's tonight yeah. Pre- pre-sales yeah pre-sales yeah they stayed um, release tickets in like three stages yeah, so Fuck. yeah well I've pretty good I can't make it I guess <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I was interested in um, because that sounds really interesting it's like a Japanese themed bar yeah yeah like like manga anime style kind okay. of kind of theme yeah obviously Tetsuo's from Akira Akira yeah, yeah. 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 so that should be cool bit, bit of a different kind of kind of thing so we've got a new music venue in town then boys yeah mm, it's cool yeah, yeah man I, I've yeah. always wanted a uh, kind of an Asian themed yeah. Uh, bar and yeah, you Tiger Lilz was yeah, yeah you fucking would, would <laughs> me too man <laughs> chicks in the house <laughs> oh 
Oh my god, I can't believe I said that. But, um, <laughs> fuck it. Um, the Tiger Lilies used to be all right, and then that went downhill. Yeah. Like, oh, douchebag central. Really? I'm, I've never been to Tiger Lilies. Oh, ever. don't go to Tiger Lilies. Too late now. Sorry, <laughs> Tiger Lilies. No offense, but, <laughs> but your clientele yeah. need to calm down. Oh, they do, do <laughs> yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. That's where all the knockouts are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then horrible, horrible playlists. But um, yeah, that's interesting, man. And um. Because you've got two, yeah, you've got Make Way for Man and um, yeah, Sparrow. I said yeah, Sparrow, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we actually shortened our name. So, um, I said the Sparrow is no longer. We shortened it oh, to cool. Sparrow. That's like, right. As, as, of, Sparrow. as okay. of last year. Yeah. So, we kind of just, with that one, like, what the hell is I said the Sparrow anyway, really? And everyone was <laughs> everyone was call, calling us Sparrow. So, we are just like, oh, screw it. Now, yeah. Now's a good time. We like released that last single and we're just like, let's just shorten the name. Everyone yeah. calls us Sparrow anyway. It's kind of so, cool. Yeah. I kind of liked it. It kind of had yeah. like a. It stood out on posters, and it was kind yeah. of like, kind of poetic in a way. Yeah, yeah. I comma said the sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was like yeah, because everyone was like you. you tell the band name to someone and then you talk to them about five minutes later and they go oh this is that guy from Eye of the Sparrow or like yeah. you know something about a sparrow sitting in a tree and he was like yeah that, that, that's not the name bro Sparrow in the Nest bro he's in Sparrow yeah. in the Nest yeah so we just kept it kept it to Sparrow yeah so we've got we actually no, it hasn't been announced yet and I don't think I can announce it we've got, we've got a show with Sparrow coming up in May Oh, cool. Um, nice. It's a pretty big show down at the Rosemount, I think. Yeah, yeah. So nice. There's things happening in the background for that guy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Nice. We, um, yeah, it's been a while since Sparrow put anything out, actually, because we, um, we actually recorded, well, we pre recorded a whole album, right? After we put out the first one in, like, at the end of 2013. And then we scrapped the whole thing. Boom, deleted the whole album. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, so that was around the, that time of the name change as well because we just went a whole new direction. So we were just like, mm. cut it, boom, it's gone, <laughs> hey. So, that's, that's a cool, mm. clean way to do that, just to yeah. jump in the deep end like that and be like, okay, let's just start again. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really... It's healthy to do that every yeah. now and again to, yeah. to kind of not yeah. too much of that. Yeah, yeah, it was because yeah. it was a completely different sound. Because you know um, the first album was called Death Pop, so it was like uh, you know it has it's got like metal rock influences, but we all listen to, like in excess and like you know pop 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 music a, yeah. a lot a lot of the time. So this the new record, well, the one that got deleted was like mostly on the pop side. So a lot of the tracks sounded like in excess and like. Um, like Amy Meredithy kind of stuff, and then um, we wrote we wrote like a track that Worldwide Divide track that we put out last year, and it was you know super industrial metal like rock, and then we kind of were just like, all right boys, this is feeling much more attuned to you know my heart and soul, right? So we we're just like, fuck it, boom, delete. So yeah, we've we've recorded a whole bunch of new songs that are more in that vein um, so we're going to put that out this year so I'm pretty excited awesome. about that yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome man yeah. well thanks so much for coming down man Oh, th- thank yeah. you guys so much for having me man it's no been worries. awesome that's, yeah. that's awesome yeah this little run's been amazing yeah and thanks yeah. again to the hen house yeah thanks yeah. to the hen house this, for, this is your local yeah. hangout isn't it yeah 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 we jam here yeah half the time it's good spot here eh it is Rob's yeah. a legend yeah. Rob's a bloody legend yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah um, yeah thanks to Rob for letting us uh, have the space um and yeah, yeah. Wow, that was it. That went by really quick. That was good. Yeah, um, you can check out the podcast at um, missionctrl.com.au. 
Yeah. As well. And the henhouse.com.au to book a room. For bookings. And uh, what about you guys? You guys on, you got a website? Yeah, you can just find us on Instagram and Facebook, Make Way for Man and Sparrow. Yeah, social, social media. Yeah, yeah. take over. <laughs> social media whoring. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, man. Um, all yeah. the best, man, with your shows. Yeah, I hope we get to do this again. Yeah, like, hell yeah. I'm just, mm, whenever you want me to come back, down, man. come and have a chat, man. <laughs> Maybe we can make it a Friday night over some beers and some Jim Beam. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we're going to do it more often, man. Yeah. <laughs> Deaths. Deaths.